Welcome everybody to Six Pennies Podcast. Please give a round of applause to Timmy Chu and Jonathan Mock. We have all six pennies on. How are you guys? Hey on? yo! Yeah. <laughs> nice. Round of applause. Nice. Yes. Today we're gonna talk about the college admission scandal. Have you guys heard about this? That's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. There's over fifty people involved. But before we do, let's talk about Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. It is uh, crawfish season. I did want to mention that every Tuesday they have a crawfish special for five ninety nine a pound. Isn't that so cheap? That's, wow, that's really good. Cheap. Yeah, yeah, I haven't had any this season, but that sounds amazing. Yeah, I think most places now are like eight ninety nine or even the double digits. But five ninety nine props Tasty Tales. That is amazing. They are open from eleven to nine, Sunday to Thursday. Friday and Saturday is 11 to 10. There's happy hours from 3 to 7 each day. There's reverse happy hours from 9 to close. Please check out Tasty Tales in Richardson, Texas. They have live crawfish. But if you're not into crawfish, there's, you know, pole boys, there's oysters, there's catfish, there's alligator tails, lobsters. And if you mention Six Pennies Podcast, when you dine in, you get 15% off your entire purchase. So next time you guys are in town, please, let's let's do Tasty Tales. Nice. All right, so college admissions scandal. Um, I do know that, you know, there's about 50 people named. Some of them are celebrities. Some of them are just, you know, high-ranking CEOs with a lot of money. And some of the schools named are, you know, like USC, Stanford, UCLA, Yale, and unfortunately, the University of Texas as well. How do you feel about that? Can you give me like a brief synopsis of everything that's been happening? Because I, I don't know if I, I know everything. There's a couple things going on from cheating on tests. Like parents would pay anywhere from 15000 and up to like, like 25 or something, right? No, it's like fifteen to like 100 now with new information oh, wow. per test to ensure that the child is getting, you know, high test scores. There's also the route of athletic sports, a college athletics, where the parent would pay a coach lying about how good, you know, his or her son is. And then once school starts, the son is like injured or the son is sick and can no longer play anymore. And he's still there for the scholarship. He's still there enrolled at the school, things like that. Anything else I'm missing there, Mark? So one of the most well-known people associated with this scandal is Lori Laughlin, who was Aunt Becky on Full House and um, Fuller House, I guess, recently on Netflix. But she went the second route for her daughter. She paid upwards of $500,000 to this foundation. So how it works is for this case specifically, like she got in contact through a third party with the crew or with the rowing team coach for USC. And these athletic coaches, they don't have, you know, final say for admissions, but they can offer kind of their opinions and, and kind of put in a good word for these students and say, you know, these are recruits for my rowing team, for instance. So that's what they did. And that's how her daughter got into USC. It's hilarious because the only thing that obviously her daughter had no rowing experience or anything but the only picture or proof they sent in was her daughter on a rowing machine at the the local gym yeah pretty Uh, impressive that's kind of the overall backdoor way you can get into a university of your choice and if you're rich enough then you can just you know donate some insane number It's, it's much higher than the 500k that we're talking about it's probably 10 times that amount to you know the overall school and and something and just hope that it trickles down back to granting your son admission uh, wait so that, that that last one you're mentioning that's not part of this right 
No, that's not part of this, but that's kind of yeah. the more well-known. Yeah, way that's what it, people right? normally would think about. That like that part that one's scandal. legal. This yeah. case, the scandal we're talking about is illegal. Timmy, to provide even additional color for you and and the rest of our listeners, according to CNN, this is the largest college admissions scam ever prosecuted. I think fifty plus at this point, fifty individuals named on the suit. Um, so we all know that it's it's happened before in the past, but never to this degree. And secondly, Lori Laughlin's bond was just set today. I don't know if you guys saw, but it's set at a million dollars, which is high, which means that if found guilty and convicted, like this is actually a very serious felony that may see a lot, some prison time. So this is actually, you yeah. know, a big deal. We're all second generation Americans here, but I'm sure you guys are I mean, corruption has always been a thing back in Asia, right? I'm I'm sure like this is the norm in Asia. I know for sure it's the norm in Vietnam. You know, like the most wealthiest families are able to to spend money and get their kids into the best universities in Vietnam, and that's always been since we've known it, to be honest. So, yeah. um, it's it's uh it's just a big deal because now it's it's also here in America, and I think it's. It's all due to just the competitive nature of how these admission programs work, right? It's it's just so hard now to get into a UT, for example. Like for us growing up uh, in in high school, fifteen years ago, it was top ten percent. I think now it's like top six percent in Texas, which is really really hard. Like I wasn't even close to six percent for sure. Yeah, I wasn't six percent either. So first impressions when I when this story first broke, I guess I was along the same boat as you, but like. I didn't think this was necessarily illegal. Obviously, now that I know more information about how they did it, but I guess I was always under the impression, yeah, everyone's all up in arms that this is, you know, white privilege and and all this stuff, and they're taking away uh, spots in in the freshman class from deserving students, right? But I always thought that, yeah, it's it's privilege, but I thought it was just understood that this is what rich people did. Am I wrong? I'm completely with you. I I think my first thing here is that I... I heard people saying like, oh, this is a huge scandal. Like it's so shocking. And I was like, not surprised at all. I was kind of surprised that this was so small. They're saying it's the largest. There's 50 people prosecuted across the country. And I'm just like, it's got to be so much bigger than that, that they're just, they're just not there yet. Or they haven't prosecuted or, or found those people. Like there's no way it's only 50 of them. I, I don't think it's more than, you know, the the 50 for this particular ring, if you will. There's probably oh. multiple rings if what is what you're thinking about. There's, you know, because this one's led by William Rick Singer, and he's the guy that's really facilitating everything. He created the nonprofit that all the money goes in and and gets laundered. And so this particular, you know, business is 50 people. Yeah. And I agree with you. I I bet there's others out there, and I bet they're scared now and they're hiding now. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like we're all in agreement. Like, this is not a huge shock. It's just something that we kind of, see it's like that's just that's just what happens when people have money it might not even be money it can be the connections that they have with the people in the schools yeah like mock said it's the large donations it's like kind of a common sense thing for me but i have a a lot of questions about the way they did this one especially with like the athletes so we know that the coaches are the ones or somebody within the athletic department receive the bribes but they can't they don't have final say so i wonder are there situations where people bribed and then their kids still didn't get into the school because that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure there has to be, right? There has to be. I mean, it's a finite number of people that can get in every year. 
And for example, just just take Lori Laughlin, for example, she really wanted her daughter to go to that specific school. I don't know if she considered, you know, the choice B a success. So then I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I mean, the the other thing is is with the the amount of money that they're talking about. Like, do we know how much the third party kept and how much actually went to coaches? I think that's still information that will be provided okay. soon. Yeah, it's still part of the investigation. So, if the athletes or if the students do get in as athletes, or do they get in with like scholarships, like a full ride? Not no, necessarily. I don't think so. I, no, oh, okay. not necessarily. Got it. Okay. So, when for the athlete situation, the coaches essentially mark them as recruits. And then oh, okay. they pass that along to the admissions office, and it really helps their case. Uh, so that's how sp- specifically Lori Laughlin's daughter got in. I don't know this this whole thing is is this all just about image for them, like being able to get into this school? Because obviously, you know, take Lori Laughlin's daughter Olivia Jade. She didn't even try to hide that she didn't really care about school. She, you know, there's she's a big YouTuber apparently, and she has a big following already. So my question is, why why go through all this trouble when she really doesn't need to go to school? That's a great question. Yeah, it might be image. It might be just expectations. I don't. It's that's tough. I don't know. For for someone who grew up in a already successful family in a well known celebrity family, I can't really speak to what he or she may be experiencing. So maybe, although she's successful on YouTube and although she's making, I'm sure she's making a lot of money off of that. Maybe she was also pressuring her mom to get into school, even though. Now she's playing off as if she doesn't care. Yeah, it's just strange. It's just a lot of money that seems wasted. Like I just can't imagine spending that much money for to go to school if my kid isn't that interested. First of all, and and secondly, doesn't really need to go. Like yeah, right? like we all think about having to go to school now, and for our generation, it's it's almost like a requirement to have that undergrad degree just as a baseline to start your career, uh, right? But but for you know, entertainment industry for someone that already has a big following, like it's just unnecessary. Yes, I agree with you. So let's kind of pivot and talk about, you know, we're all parents now, we all have little kids who, you know, eventually, we want them to to go and get higher education, maybe, maybe not, maybe they'll find something more successful along the way. But if you had the means, Timmy, if you had the means, how much would you pay for Zach Zach to get like guaranteed admissions to UT? Or guaranteed admissions into Harvard, for example. Is it legal? No. No. Not legal, but but you're not going to get caught. What? Not legal, like, but like, I'm not going to get caught? Like, don't worry about getting caught. Just like, what's your, I, there's what's no your way number? that I will get caught. There is no yeah. number then. If I have the means, I just, I'll just do it, however much it costs. Oh, wow. Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just said I had the means, right? Like, it, it's too hard to think of that because I have no idea how much a hundred thousand dollars is to Felicity Huffman or something like that. I don't know what it is relative to me currently or to me in the future. So, I mean, I think like ethically, ethically, we all know, like you, we should not do that. And if it's illegal, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it, but if you're telling me like, Oh, you don't get caught. Like it's, it's okay to do. And it's just however much I want to pay. Then I'll just like pay whatever that I can. What if you weren't wealthy and let's say Zach, Zach was a football, like a star quarterback. But he's on the fringe. He, you don't know if he can make it in like you know college football. But you know this coach or you know this quarterbacks coach that if you give a certain amount of money, he can guarantee a spot for Zach Zach to be on you know University of Houston's football team. Like, what would you give up then? I find this these questions really hard to to answer. <laughs> Mock, why, why don't you try? Because like I, 
I don't know. I don't know how much I would give. Okay. So for me, it's a different number, right? Whether Depending on what school we're talking about. Yeah. Um, this is why, like, I don't blame Lori Laughlin at all. Yes, mm-hmm. it's illegal, but at the same time, like, I could see any parent doing this, you know? Well, I, I feel like we're talking about this like we would just do it, but I don't think any of us would actually do it. Would you really? Like, you know, you know this is a bribe that is ethically completely wrong, and to boot, you just told me that it's still actually illegal. Like, we wouldn't actually do this. I feel like Mock would do it, Timmy. I, I believe I might be a football player. <laughs> no, I mean, I would at least consider it. I mean, this oh. is assuming that, you know, Levi's not already making, like, six figures on his you know, Instagram following going into college that he's he probably going to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think there's a number that would certainly tempt me, but going back, you, you had teased this a little earlier, Albert, but let's talk about the UT situation real quick then. And then maybe we can go back to this discussion. Yeah. So the latest out of Austin is that they had just fired their men's tennis coach, Michael center. Um, he was the one that really was the center of this scandal at UT um, but basically, he was just taking money, um, so mail fraud, and uh, he was charged criminally, and, and the, the UT board just had to let him go. And I guess, I, I don't know the specific individuals that were, um, you know, elected to be put on his team, um, but, but I'm assuming these guys were not good tennis players, and I'm assuming Michael Center just took the money and, uh, and allowed them to walk on anyways. I, I don't know. Do you know more than that, Mock? So all I know is one specific case, someone paid him $100,000, $100,000 to get into UT. Like that, that, I love UT, you know, obviously nothing against the school, (laughs) but but $100,000 to get into a state school that, that it still blows my mind that it's literally all I've been thinking about all day in regards to this case that someone would pay $100,000 to get their kid in the UT. But yeah. again, Timmy, you just mentioned, you know, whatever it takes. So maybe you would go all the way up to 100. I mean, yeah, like if you told me like I had all the money in the world, I could just do it, then I would just, yeah, sure, take it. But like, I, I don't know how much money I, I have in the future or that I can, you know, have available to give. So there's there's really no way to, to answer right hey. now. But $100,000, how much is state tuition now anyway? <laughs> state tuition... Uh, in-state tuition what is it like like eight or ten thousand dollars a year yeah ten maybe we'll say wow so instead of a timmy instead of a specific number maybe this is easier would you be willing to give up 50 percent of your liquid assets oh absolutely not would you what what would that number be i don't even i don't even know but that it just the percentage like you're gonna lose half of your money like that's that's a lot yeah, you're right. Because there's a lot of factors. The more I, I think about this, like the actual school, like Mock said, is part of it. The number of kids you have is also yeah. <laughs> part of it. And like yeah. whether you feel that he or she would become successful after getting that degree is also a big part of it. Because, I mean, let's be honest here. A lot of the, the, I mean, a lot of people are successful without college degrees or with regular degrees like they don't need expensive high prestigious schools um they they find their way and they become successful it just depends on the individual their work ethic and a lot of luck along the way so i don't know i don't know what my number would be but i i would give a certain percentage i think i would well yeah i mean i think you hit on a really important point the percentage of liquid assets because for example, like, do you know how much Felicity Huffman paid for, for her kids, the Desperate Housewives star? 
How much? I have no idea. I, I don't either. Let, let's just say that it was the same as Aunt Becky. Let's say it was $500,000. Do you know how much her net worth is? Felicity Huffman? Yeah. Under $5 million? She has a net worth of $20 million. Oh, wow. And she's married, she's married to William H. Macy, who also is probably makes way more than that. And 500000 out of that is, like, tiny. Yeah. She it's actually like paid way less. So Felicity Huffman, like 2%. yeah, Felicity Huffman, I think they paid less than $100,000. They went the other route. They went for the SAT. Scores. Yeah. yeah SAT I, I, I'm just thinking, like, in general, out of all these people that they're prosecuting, they're probably all worth, like, many millions each. And if they're paying, like, between $100,000 to $500,000, that's probably, like, I don't know, 5% of their net worth or something. So would you give 5% of your liquid assets right now, Albie? I absolutely would. That's so little. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely would. If it guaranteed, <laughs> yeah, if it guaranteed a spot of admission into a top twenty public school. Yeah, yeah. I think I could justify the second route, so the bribery route more than I could the SAT route. Wow, we are terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bribery route, at least you have, you know, your your resume is set. It is what it is. Your your kid, you know, did took his own tests and and whatever his score is, it, it is what it is. But like the SAT route, like you can't. There's no way to justify that way, right? Why? Yeah, no. yeah. That's just straight up cheating on a test. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's not, there's something more ethically ra- wrong about that part. It's like a standardized test that everybody has to take. Right. Uh, actually, it's no, no. If it no, it's not. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I found out today about the second route that Felicity Huffman took, the SAT route, all I'm thinking about is, man, there's a lot of missed opportunity there. Like, I should have taken tests for people, and I, I was Ooh. trying to figure out like what my number would have been, what the price list looks like to do that. Well, I would also like to know like how good were these test scores because they they couldn't have all been like perfect scores or something. It was just right. like getting them to a, a reasonable number. <laughs> so yeah, then, then probably yeah. like you, like the three of us could be doing that. But if they're it's trying to get 1600s though, right? or perfect yeah. scores, then you probably could not do it for them. Yeah, you yeah. can't have like, you can't be like bottom 10% in your class and get like a 1600. Like that right, just raises right. too many eyebrows. Uh, but in Felicity Huffman's case, I think it increased their score 400 points to Wait, like a 1400. Is the SAT out of like 2400 or something? No, it's now? back to 16 now. Oh, it's back to 16 now. Yeah. So it went from like near a thousand to about fourteen hundred. Oh, that's a big jump. Yeah, that's, that's huge. huge. So I think I would charge like variable, right? So depending on what score you needed, uh, minimum probably the risk that I'm taking, probably ten thousand per. So I would say that standardized tests cheating is more prevalent than people realize. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Yeah. So Mark, when you say you know like missed opportunity for you, I know for a fact at. The high school that I grew up in, people definitely paid other people to take tests. Wow. What, a, that's, what an entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> yeah. Uncovering another ring. And that's, that, I mean, that's really, it, it literally was called a cheating ring. But um, it's only like, you know, that was what, like 15, 20 years ago? Just imagine the access kids have nowadays. Like, I, I guarantee you it's more prevalent. We've only heard stories because it's, it's uh, affecting like celebrities or athletes like Derek Rose, yeah. cases like that. But I, I guarantee you, it's it's a lot more widespread. Did they ever get yes. caught? Uh, not the not everyone in the ring, no. Dang. But yeah, I think if I were to 
go back in time and, and get into this cheating ring. And <laughs> I think I would charge about 10000 for a 1300 and then exponentially up from there. Dang. It's a lot of money. It's straight cash, too. Did you ever watch his show, Suits? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I was, I was trying to remember how much he charged. I don't think he charged that much, though. Maybe a grand each? Yeah, it wasn't. It was just money for him to smoke pot. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that much money at all. He's not a true entrepreneur, man. No. But he scale that. Yeah, he was also, like, too smart so that he didn't want to have so much money to the fact that it would, like, you know, alert authorities at this uh, guy's meeting. So he true. wanted to make it more of a reasonable amount from what I remember. A quick side tangent, talking about suits. If you had photographic memory like he did, like, what would you do? What line of work or, or how would you use that to your advantage? Man, photographic memory, that's hard. I mean, you could be successful in any field, right? Yeah, you can be successful with, like, kind of long game success. But I'm talking about, like, just quick hits. <laughs> right? Like you, you go first and I'll let me think about it. Like, I've, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I think ever since <laughs> Suits came out. Uh, and I think the only thing I can think of right now is casino, like counting cards or something. But even that, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, there has to be something that I'm missing, like be. some hidden form of income that, I, that I'm not thinking about. I mean, I guess money laundering. Yeah. If, if you really remember or you're a genius with numbers, I guess you could do that. I don't know. That's that's hard. But for me, first thing that popped to my head is just the medical field. Like, I think it would be so easy for someone with photographic memory to go through med school, to go through residency, and then finally to practice medicine because he or she just remembers everything. Yeah. No, that's true. So, so I guess it goes back to the same thing for suits. You just take the LSATs and take the SATs and TSATs and uh, all the medical exams for, for people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live in a one-bedroom apartment with my friend who who I caught and I don't know. They were in New York, right? Or Chicago? Was it New York? I think it was New York. Uh, New York. Yeah. But let but, me ask you this. Hey. So what's, what's the end game for, for this case? So obviously the Mr. Singer or whatever his name is, yep. with he's you know opening his mouth, he's snitching on everybody. So I don't know what are they just trying to prosecute as many big name people as possible at this point? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what the end game is for the defendants, but it's the end game to me is really just a better process for college admissions, whether it you know lacks the competitiveness or maybe maybe even like have the government fund more of the state schools so they can become more prestigious. You know, like, I just feel that it's become so elitist, right? If you go to Yale, if you go to Harvard, you're part of this brotherhood, if you will, of elite graduates. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it, it causes segregation, it causes inequality. And so whatever the end game is for this case, I just hope it, it moves us mo more towards equality. Yeah, man, it's just tough. It'd be sad if Aunt Becky has to go to jail, honestly. I mean, for celebrities, right, their their prisons are really like, I know, I don't know, like a rehab center. Like, it's nice. Like, yeah. they're not in, like, general population. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what's her face on the cooking channel that went for a couple of years? Like, she was living large. Right, yeah. Um, Martha Stewart. Very comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So FYI, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Avion Realty. If you're a real estate agent and located in Dallas, Houston, Austin, or any of the major cities in Texas specifically, 
Just look into Avion Realty to provide you the support you need to become a successful agent. They have all the infrastructure, all the tools, all the training modules, one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, they even allow you to work remotely. You don't have to go into an office. You don't have to go into your own. You don't have to create your own office at work. You could just go to a Starbucks or whatnot, but they're going to have all those tools where you can work remotely. It is 100% commission plan, which is amazing. You don't have to pay them any fees. There's no you know, hidden costs or anything like that. And there's a huge team there with experienced brokers at Avion Realty that would mentor you, that would coach you, and that would help you along the way. Again, if you want to find or reach out to them, go to their website at avionrealty.com. That's A-V-I-G-N-O-N realty.com. Or call them 469 951 3585. That's 469-951-3585. And if you mention Six Pennies Podcasts or my name or Jonathan's name or Timmy's name, your first month brokerage fee at Avion Realty will be waived. So you're, you don't even have to pay the first 30 days while you're testing out a new industry or testing out this new firm. So again, that's 469-951-3585. Let's go back to your number again real quick. What would your number be for a state school, like a UT? Like a UT, um, and if, let's say I had three kids, I would probably give up like 10% of my liquid assets per kid. Per kid? Yeah. I don't know. That that's, still seems high to me for it's a state a lot, school. Right? But, but I mean, we have like, I don't know, like Asian people have this mentality that you know, you're working for your kids. And so yeah. if I'm, I'm working hard and saving money and, and whatnot, like, obviously, I want to travel and I want, want to have all these toys and nice things. But at the end of the day, like nothing makes me more happy than, yeah. you know, child being happy. So I, I would easily give up 10% each kid. I think my number is really, really low for a state school. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe even zero for a state school, honestly. Uh, just because with the state school, you're not guaranteed that you're going to get that money back. Like you're not guaranteed. That's not an investment per se. Uh, yeah. Versus, you know, one of these private prestigious schools uh, or like a like a Harvard or a Yale, like an Ivy League school. You're you're essentially guaranteed a job of some some sort after that. Right. Yeah. I mean, if if I get my kid, if I pay my kid 10 percent of my net worth and he ends up, you know, I don't know majoring in like eastern european humanities or something like that like yes that's not going to be a good roi but <laughs> he, if he gets into like the macomb school of business he's going to make that money back yeah that's true yeah i guess it's yeah i guess it's all relative i i just still can't wrap my head around so what what would your number be if it was georgetown university which is the most expensive tuition in the country oh is it oh i didn't know yeah. that and it's private, right? It's private. Yep, for sure. Private. Um, I would probably, I'd probably give up a year of my salary. A year like, of your salary. Like I would work, essentially work an extra year away from retirement for that. I see. So let's say you have three kids and let's say you were set to retire. And I'm just going to throw out an age at 60 years old. You wouldn't mind working till 63 to ensure these three kids would get into Georgetown. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the kind of going rate right now anyway. For, and, and it keeps increasing anyway. But my question to you is, 
for... And again, again, just to make things clear, this is only to ensure that they get in. This is right. not to pay for tuition or books or room and board. Yeah. This is just for them to enter the university as a student. And then you have to pay the tuition on top of that. Yeah, and then if they're this dumb, you got to pay for their cheating to continue in the school. <laughs> <laughs> Would you expect uh, money back from your kids? No, no, I wouldn't. But I, I mean, we all as dads, you know, we want to set our kids up for the future, you know. Would you um, would you even inform your kids what you're doing? Oh man. No, probably <laughs> not. I mean, this is all hypothetical. <laughs> Timmy Timmy is right. Like we're we're not really going to do this, but we there's certainly a number that would tempt us, <laughs> especially for these high-tier schools. But three of us here on this call right now, we we had amazing experiences in college. I wonder what what would your number be right now to give that up? Kind of going the opposite direction. To give up my college experience? Yeah. But what would I get alternatively? No degree. <laughs> no degree. So at 18, I just start working and I'm going to make 20 to 25 per hour for the rest of my life. Or, or you'd have to just completely work your way up, you know, uh, go the community college route and, and really work in from there if you want to go to the, the same state schools. Yeah. I mean, ex I would say that experience, that those experiences were, you know, kind of priceless, right? Yeah. Uh, some, of my, some of my best friends or definitely most of my best friends are from college years. And so I don't know. I don't really have a number for that. What about you? It's really high. It's got to be super high. Like, <laughs> man, I don't know. Because obviously, I mean, this is the route I would want my own kids to take, right? When it comes to a state school, like I'm not going to pay 500000 for them or even 100000 for them to get into UT. Like if they really want to go to UT, I want them to earn it. I want them to, to work for it and, and work their way up. If they can't get into state school automatically, like go to the co community college route. And yeah, you're, you might be missing out on, you know, at least a year of, of college uh, at the state school. But at the same time, like you can at least know you earned it. But man, that's... That's really tough. So, so we're talking about, let's say, missing out on two years of your undergrad at for me at UT. I'm gonna put it at a million. Yeah, it would have to be seven figures. Yeah, a million cash after tax, <laughs> and then I, I won't really have to work after graduating. Kind of a sidebar, but I've always considered that there's two types of people in the world. Let's say you wake up and boom, there's a hundred million dollars cash in your bed. And it's yours. You don't have to give it back. It's yours. There's two types of people. One would just retire and just be happy for the rest of his or her life and her family and generations down the line. And then the second person would make that hundred million into five hundred million. So what type of person do you think you're closer to? Definitely closer to that first type. Yeah. Like I'd be. Perf I I wouldn't sit around and be a bum. I wouldn't do nothing. Uh, I would hope to you know increase that beginning like balance you, like you would still be smart and invest and not spend everything and hopefully just see that money grow but you're not going to put in like 15 hour days now that you have the opportunity to make yeah make even more okay got it well especially not in the current field i'm in right like i would pursue something that i'm super passionate about uh like i would i would do this podcast full-time you know like oh, something yeah, that sure. that sure. is more fun than real work quote-unquote we're pretty close to doing this full time, right? Close, close, close. What about you? Which which one are you closer to? 
I think my pride right now says that I'm closer to the second, so the latter, but I don't know. I've, so I've always considered that, and I've always posed this question to anybody that I talk to, but um, I don't know. You have a kid. Yeah, and it's different, right? If, I, if I'm given $100 million, I don't know what my mindset would be at that point. Yeah, as long as or you don't end up like Antoine Walker or any of those other athletes who somehow spent $100 million and are broke now. Yeah. Like, you think we would still be at the $5 craps tables? Or would you? Would we have to bump up? No, we would definitely move up, man. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because it's 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 the it's the I don't know for you. Is gambling the rush for you? Like what what is so appealing when it comes to gambling? For me, it's definitely the rush. So I'm, if I'm worth a hundred million dollars, I'm not gonna have that same effect at five dollars. The rush is definitely part of it, but I think it's more just entertainment. Like it's just fun to me. But if you're suddenly worth a hundred million dollars. You know how high you would have to go to to feel it? Yeah, very high, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then and then you might end up like Antoine Walker. It's true. But yeah, if I had $100 million, for sure, one of the first things I would do is hit up the casino. Uh, I might still be at the $5 craps tables, but I know you would be there with me, and I know our boy D-Shaw would be at the tables with this too. So let's talk about Derek Shaw real quick. Shout out to Derek Shaw and Farmers Insurance. I've given him a call every year for a quote, and even though I haven't signed up for an actual policy with him, he has followed through faithfully every year and given me a quote and uh, advised me whether or not it's the best deal. And so far it hasn't, but but I'm sure somewhere along the way, whether it's life insurance or home insurance or auto insurance, whatever it may be, he's gonna hook me up in some form or fashion. Albert, you have his number real quick? It is 214-729-6462. That's 214-729-6462. 7296462. Thank you, Disha. I'm sorry. I'm a little embarrassed. I don't have that number memorized this week. But yes, thank you everyone for tuning in. Let us know in the comments what you think. This is a really interesting topic for all three of us, uh, obviously, as we're all dads now. But what what is your number? What will your number be for an Ivy League school to make sure that your kid is entered into the admissions process there? If you get a chance, please give us a like on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and give us a review on iTunes. Thanks, guys.